Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here you go. Here you go. Loophole. That's a fun word of the day. Nothing personal word of the day is loophole. Teams are using it as they should. It's actually funny to me. Tom Brady is not on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just start with that. DeAndre Hopkins has not been traded. Drew Brees has not been re-signed. None of this has happened. It's all a figment of our imagination at CBS Sports HQ and nothing personal. It's giving us something amazing to talk about with you because while you're sitting home quarantined and you're wondering how many 2,000-piece puzzles can I do? How many times can I watch the first five seasons of Schitt's Creek? How many Dr. Seuss books can I read in a row? And when will this homeschooling come to an end? We come to you with news. Not about coronavirus, not about suspension of season, canceling of seasons. No, we're talking about real off-season NFL stuff, the kind of stuff we can rally around and get excited about. We're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we've got Tom Brady. What do you do if you're the team who can't make the official announcement? The rule in the NFL is quite simple, actually. No team can officially announce a trade or a signing until it has been officially completed. Well, that's not going to stop me as an NFL team from announcing something that's really good for me. Now, if I'm Bill O'Brien of the Texans, I'm not jumping to my social media team and saying, hey, can we please announce that Hopkins trade as soon as possible? Because we've got Johnson coming back. These are just running backs and wide receivers. doesn't matter who. But come on, come on. Let's get that announced. No, no. We were trying to stay as quiet as possible. We're shutting down our social media team. They're quarantined. We can't do it. No posting. It's an NPV. It's a no posting virus. That's when you've got crap news or you're selling your players, fire sales, dropping payroll. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing something or the Saints resigning Drew Brees, let's say. Or what about Teddy Bridgewater getting $60 million over three years from the Panthers? You want to get that out there. So the NFL team said, they go to their social media teams and say, listen, what I'd like you to do is say that Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer according to reports. And then you put a smiley face. You do the rolly eye emoji. If you're not watching this, if you're listening and downloading, thank you. By the way, this podcast continues We are here at the studio. We are recording this every day. We do a half hour, nothing personal on CBS Sports HQ. Then we do the full 45-minute show after. So please download, rate, review. Give it five stars, whatever it is you've been doing. Thank you so much. So it's a report with every emoji you can think of because we don't want to break the NFL rules. I don't want to get fined. So I'm telling my social media department, we're going to walk the line here. Meanwhile... 
the NFL office and the commissioner's office knows exactly what teams are doing. And right now, during the times of this virus, excuse me, on air, I need to, I have a little bit of, it's tough, right, when you, you're not supposed to touch your face, right? And don't you get an urge? I was on a Zoom meeting earlier today, and there were a few people in the meeting who had their hands on their face during the meeting or rubbing their nose or, or wiping the corner of their mouth. It's hard rubbing your eyes when you're yawning or tired. You get that urge. It's really hard not to do it. And I just had the requirement because I'm. this will be 75 straight minutes of talking with a little tiny dose of writer. But I had to wipe a little bit off the corner of my mouth. And I feel like I don't want to do it. But on the other hand, can you see sort of the buildup at the corner if you're watching this? Or do you really have to look at your machine closely? I will wash my hands. As a matter of fact, what I'm doing now is digging into my left pocket and I'm pulling out sanitizer. I've got pumpkin apple today. Pumpkin apple is the sanitizer of the day. So I'm going to do a mouth wipe. Okay, done. And now I'm going to wash my hands just to be careful and clear. Okay, thank you. Coke is telling me that's what's the opposite. Why is that the opposite? Oh, by the way, I did do it up. <laughs> Okay, time out. My name's David Sampson. I'm coming to you live from the set of Nothing Personal. If you have to rub your eyes or touch the corner of your mouth because you're totally self-conscious about something that no one can see and no one cares about except you in your own crazy brain, take out the hand sanitizer that you bought for $50 from Bath & Body Works that's called Pumpkin Apple. Wash, wash and wipe your hands, then touch your face, then do it again. Don't be the guy who touches your face, wipes your nose, and then cleans your hands. It's absurd to do that. Where is my head? So I'm promoting back to the NFL loophole just to put a bow on the hole. It's very simple. To keep you in the loop, the commissioner's office is going to allow these sorts of indiscretions because they recognize there's a need for this type of off-season news, this type of off-season communique. But once the season starts, once things return to whatever our new normal is, even if it's our old normal, the reality is the rules are going to have to be followed. Come next off season, it's going to be a lot different. Either the NFL will have to change the rule or these teams are going to have to stop with what they're doing because what we would do as a commissioner's office, what they do as commissioner's offices, they live their life closing loopholes. Word of the day. <sighs> Ooh, there's some fighting going on in MLB. Yeah. So here's, we talked about the union and the commissioner's office. They're getting together and they're trying to figure out what are we doing? And they're trying to be as nice to each other as possible. One of the things we would say to ourselves as presidents and when you're with owners at owners meetings, we would talk about people who are running the union, whether it was Donald Fear. Eugene Orza, Michael Weiner, who died prematurely, may rest in peace, but facing him in arbitration was a nightmare. Listening to him give closing arguments, it was a nightmare. Jeff Kessler, I could go on, all these union lawyers playing to the whims of agents. And I guess I'm the same way from a management standpoint. I'm going to take a position and I'm going to take it strongly. So what's the biggest fight going on right now? And it's a big fight. Guess what? The business of 
dun da 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 If we had all the graphics people still working and they weren't quarantined, there'd be a release right now on the video part of the show and on the audio. We'd have music. We'd have a soundboard. We'd be pressing buttons. What are they fighting about? dun da 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 Money. Money. Why? And I don't mean greenbacks. I don't mean Bitcoin. I don't mean gold. I don't mean oil. They're fighting about service time. Days. How many days to the year? Let me be specific. In baseball, you need six full years of service time before you can be a free agent. After three years of service time, you can enter arbitration. Before three years, you either get paid what we tell you you're going to get paid, or you can become something called the Super Two, which I'm never going to let you become because then you get a year extra of getting paid more than I want to pay you. Therefore, I'm going to manipulate your service time if you're Chris Bryant or anybody else, and I'm going to make sure that we're paying you as little amount of money, keeping your service time down as low as possible. The union, on the other hand, has the opposite objective. The union wants to get as much service time as possible into the hands of the players because service time is its their currency. It flows through their veins. Find me one Major League Baseball player. I want one who can name how many Supreme Court justices there are and then name five out of the nine. Find me one. I bet you there's one. I've actually met a bunch of players. By the way, find me in the American public how many people can name how many Supreme Court justices there are, period, other than those who are trying to become citizens. It just reminded me of a Jose Fernandez story, which I'm going to tell you right now. It's not even in the rundown, but I'm telling it. Jose Fernandez wanted to become a U.S. citizen, and uh, he was studying for the exam to become a citizen. And one of the things was learning about our government and how many electoral votes there are, how many people are in the House of Representatives, how many senators there are. Name the Supreme Court justices, how many. He and I would sit in the dining room in the, in the kitchen area of the clubhouse, and we would talk civics. And we talk about these things, about the Supreme Court justices, about who was appointed by who and who's on which side of the aisle, because he was always so curious, Jose was, to talk about these things. He knew more than half the people who go to get through college as Americans because we all take it for granted and we don't have to take that test. The example is how many of you who get new driver's licenses could actually pass the written test that 16-year-olds have to take to get their driver's license. It, the pass rate would be like 3%. Not one person in this office would pass either the citizenship test or the driver's test. So we would talk about these things and we would debate some of the civics issues. But in any case, the currency for these players and what they think about is service time. But you ask every player... Hey, what's your service time? I landed the plane, Coca. I landed the damn plane. If you ask an MLB player, what is your service time? 100% of the players know their service time by the day. My service time is 3.074. That means three years plus 74 days. My service time is 3.130. That's three years and 130 days. My service time is 5.160. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on. 
That's five years, 160 days. Oh my God, I'm almost a free agent. Wait a minute, MLB is postponing opening day? MLB may not have a season? Oh God, I'm not a free agent. I'm calling the union. I want to get 27 service days while we were suspended, while the season was canceled, because then I'm a 6.0. And if you're the East German judge, 6.0 is pretty damn good. And if you're going to be in baseball, 6.0 is even more gooder because you're a free agent. So what they're fighting about right now is how much service time will be given to these players. Let's say there's only an 80-game season. Is that half a year of service time? Because there's usually 162. Or if the full year is only 81 games, then is that a full year of service if you are on the active roster for those 81 games? If you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, is this important? What happens if you get a full year of service time and there's no games played? I'd like to introduce you to someone named Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts was traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers to play for the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 2020 season to help the Los Angeles Dodgers win the World Series. If there is a half a season this year, which means that with the vagaries of baseball, the advantage that the Dodgers had to win the World Series goes down in direct proportion to the length of the season being decreased. The Dodgers have not gotten the bang for their buck. And whether they have to pay him a prorated share of the $27 million they owe him, which has to be negotiated, they are not worried about that as much as they're worried about the fact if he gets a full year of service time, he's gone from the Dodgers. And we only got him for half a season or a quarter of a season. Or what happens if there's no season except the players get a full year of service credit? That means Mookie Betts ends up leaving the Dodgers and never played a game for them. Does the does MLB walk in and reverse that trade? Because that's not fair. And for me to say that something's not fair with the Los Angeles Dodgers, it has to be so not fair that it's beyond not fair. It has to mean that not fair is like in the rearview mirror by a hundred miles running away from a velociraptor chasing you in the rearview mirror. That's how unfair it is. There's going to be some discussions. I'm not sure how it ends. I'd tell you what I would do. There's a day of service time. If we have a full season that's only 81 games, then that's the year. And MLB management will just have to swallow hard and recognize that those that will be a full year. But I'm not going to budge on anything more than what's prorated for bonuses, let's say. So if there's a roster bonus, if there's a innings bonus, I'm willing to prorate it if we play half the year. And your contract said after 150 innings, you get a million dollars, but we're playing half a year. I'd be willing to make it after 75 innings, except I'm cutting the bonus in half. So there has to be give and take. It's going to be fascinating. Right now, people are not as interested to hear about this, to tell you the truth. They'd rather focus on getting themselves healthy, worrying about whether there's social distancing. As I'm looking at people in this studio hovering over each other like a helicopter looking to dry grass. I'm not sure what they're all doing. Six feet? They're not even two feet apart. Okay.
NBA. What's going on with the NBA? Update time. Adam Silver, I want to give him a ton of credit. Tully, you've got to stay further away from people. Hovering. Like a helicopter. That's what we're going to call people. They're hoverers. I mean, we got a sick guy here. His eyes are watering. He's got a fever of 98.6. I'm not going to give you his name, but it starts with an A and ends with a W and starts with a B and ends with an R. You know who you are. Okay, NBA. (laughs) Yes, I can. Pull it. Pull a plug. CBS gets upset when I talk about the fact that we're all on top of each other. Guess what? CBS has the option to end nothing personal on the CBS platform. But given the platform, I'm going to tell the truth. If we're here, I'm glad we're here giving you content. I'm going to be here every day, but we're going to be smart and careful about it. The NBA is being smart and careful about it. If you've got people in your life who are not taking this seriously, let them be. You know better. Don't let people who don't understand the reality manage your choices. You have to take charge like Adam Silver is in the NBA. (laughs) I love it. Management's walking around like, oh, my God. Shut him up. It's easy. Just do this. Ready? I'm back. Adam Silver's taking charge. We need leadership in this day and age. We need leadership who's being honest. Leadership who understands exactly what the place is of sports. Leadership who understands what is the place of our emergency medical responders, of our hospitals. Adam Silver gets it. Adam Silver was ready to cancel the NBA season after four minutes of Rudy Gobert testing positive. He's been giving interviews nonstop, giving us updates. Where are we? What are we doing? What they are thinking about in the NBA is what can they do to help us during this time of quarantine? Everyone's going crazy. I get it. You're home. You're trying to homeschool. You're trying to figure it out. What are you doing? But the NBA is saying, maybe we come back and play games for charity to raise money. Do you know how many people are on their ass right now? The number of people who have been impacted because businesses are closed and they're not working and they're going to be laid off at some point or they already have started with layoffs in the service business, restaurants, travel, tourism. This is real, folks. There is a way the economy will adjust. The economy will recover, but we have to make adjustments. So the NBA says, let's maybe get the players together and play a game for charity. The problem that Adam realized is, to do that, the players need to stay in in in-season shape. Because I'm not going to lend my player, even if it's a game of charity, I am not going to lend my player to that game if there's a risk of him getting hurt. And the only way that I know he doesn't get hurt is if he stays in shape. So then this morning, today, Adam Silver made the decision. It's fluid. Decisions are changing minute by minute. He chose today to close all training facilities. Not asking, mandatory Coca, is it mandatory? Coca may have pulled the plug. Mandatory NBA training facilities closed. Therefore, it is very unlikely. Now, players have home gyms. Some players do, not all. Some players have hoops, not all. Some players have treadmills. Earlier today, I spoke with Bill Ryder, 
on the HQ version of Nothing Personal, and he talks about players staying in shape with their home, everything. Not all players have it. So you know very well that sports is going to start taking a back seat. We want to be used to heal, but in order to heal, we have to find out a recalibration. Where do we stand? When do we stop canceling events and start scheduling events? It's too soon right now. We don't know exactly how fast we're going to flatten the curve. We're just beginning to start the testing. Keep in mind, testing is not happening enough at all, which is shocking to me. I mean, we had a guy stand up in front of the country and say, yeah, I was tested. It was totally inconvenient and terrible. I don't want to tell you how terrible. And I'm not being political because it doesn't matter to me. Which, but This is bipartisan. I know someone who got tested yesterday. It's the flu test. You stick a swab up and you keep driving. It's like getting a cup of coffee at Mickey D's. We need more testing, and once the testing comes, the numbers will go up. Once we know exactly where we are, then leagues will start to figure out scheduling. Meanwhile, Adam Silver, I'd like him to focus on doing what MLB did and getting every team to donate a set amount, like MLB is donating $30 million, $1 million per team. Let's get NBA to do $32 million. I'm not sure they have such a kitty the way MLB does, but if they do, let's get that out there to the workers and to people. What, are we going to get a check? We heard from the government, we're all getting a check of $1,000 or we're having a direct deposit into our bank account. Does that mean if I have three bank accounts, I'm getting three checks? I don't even understand. How do we know? It's like me telling you we're going to take care of all the workers. Our beer challenge, which I'm going to get to later in the show, we actually will talk about how we're trying to get money to people, but knowing. It's just starting, folks. Just know that. You're going to hear as the day continues more positive tests. I'm hearing a noise that is a very scary noise that if I didn't know better, do we know what that is? It just stopped and I started sweating, but I see Dane and Tully and they're smiling, which is likely means that my set is about to crumple on top of me and I will not have to worry about COVID-19. I'll have to worry about oxygen. Turns out there's a chance I'm okay, but we found the seven train that has stopped in New York City. It is here in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so there's going to be more positive tests. I'm not going to give you every one. I'm just telling you, let's get as many people tested so we can figure out where we are. The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. From what you've seen so far, do you think they'll be a first-time winner of the NBA championship? If the Pacers, Clippers, Suns, Magic, Pelicans, or T-Wolves win, you win at plus 650. That's six teams to root for, six chances to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SAMSON, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. 
In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Quentin, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So something happened that's interesting, and, and, and this to me is how economies evolve. There are recalibrations. Someone sent me a So You Want to Talk to Samson, and it was great. The So You Want to Talk to Samson is about, the concept is, tweet at me at David P. Samson, get into my DMs and ask a question, and I'm going to come up. My sister, I love her. She has been listening. Today is show 96. She listens to the show, watches the show, and she sent me a like uh, either a tweet or a text. Her name is Nancy, and she sent saying, hey, is that so you want to talk to Samson from the movie Half-Baked? <laughs> I love her. Like, I hope that she just had that epiphany yesterday because that means that we're doing something right here at Nothing Personal. Yes, so you want to talk to Samson is exactly from Half-Baked. And by the way, the longer the quarantine goes, there's a sequel, three-quarters baked, followed by completely baked. Non-stop baked is the fourth in the series and then we'll have to redo the top five movie series. So the tweet came in. Are Ford and GM not making cars anymore? Are they now making ventilators? Question mark. Can you please explain this to me? All right. There's something called what the government can do and what the president can do. It's called the Defense Production Act. Coca, get on the Google, because I don't think I'm on the, on the inter-Google right now. I think it's called the Defense Production Act of 1950. That was passed in order to change what was being manufactured as we were in the Korean War. So companies were becoming professionals in making bullets or vests or tanks or parts for airplane bombers or helicopters. They were changing what they were making because that's what the government needed in order to save democracy, in order to push our society forward. Ford and GM have stopped producing cars, and they are now producing ventilators. Why? Because the U.S. knows that we are short ventilators. Guess what else is going to start being produced? Sanitizer. Toilet paper hospital beds, laundry detergent, goggles, things that are required in order to get us through the pandemic. So the workers who know how to put a car together are going to learn how to put a ventilator together because they're going to need workers to do it. The workers will get employed and paid by the government. That's an economic stimulus plan. Right now, Pete Prisco, the famous Pete Prisco of CBS is learning right now how to manufacture and very well make beds. He and I are going to be helping out by manufacturing and then delivering and four-cornering beds. I'm just kidding, Pete. We need him to keep giving us sports news and insight. The point is people will learn new skills. 
That is what happens when there's a change in society. There are people who will be required to adjust. It's a game of adjustments in baseball and basketball and any other sport. Right now, we're living through the game of adjustment. You may not feel normal, but you will. There will be a total recalibration in how we act, what we do, and we will find we'll get back to even. And the way to handle it, if you're the federal government, is to make sure that the products are being produced that are most needed. There cannot be a run on items at Costco causing fistfights and people to buy guns and bullets. Right now in Florida, more guns and bullets are being bought than at any time before ever. Let me just ask, is that your plan? You're waiting for the zombie apocalypse or you're waiting for someone to jump in front of you on the line to buy some Charmin? What are you going to do? Pop a cap in his ass? That's your plan? It's outrageous, but it's going to change. The government has a role and they will follow that role all the way through. I think it's going to be interesting to see which sectors sort of sports is going to is the ultimate sector, right? There will be games again. There will be normalcy. We will all congregate and go to games or we'll find a way that we sit every other seat. Capacities may change. So when new buildings are built, maybe only 10,000 people can be at a game. But guess what? More people will be watching and streaming. Do you think it's any surprise that the numbers for CBS Sports HQ or CBS Sports Network or CBS News Network are skyrocketing right now? Or that we're worried that Netflix should switch to SD from HD because we're going to break the internet? We're all on the internet. We're all doing, I had a meeting this morning and we all did it via Zoom. People are learning. They're going to college. They're continuing their learning at universities on Zoom. High schools are continuing. Public schools are continuing after spring break. There will be this new normal, whatever it is, and we will be good. We will be good. We will deliver you sports and entertainment. Amusement parks will open again. Everything will be okay. But there will be a change. And the question is, where are you on that sector? There's a reason why old people think that this is no big deal because generally old people don't like change. Old people still want to use the typewriter instead of the computer. Old people were using flip phones instead of smartphones. And then eventually they got used to it or they chose to just turn a blind eye to it. Societies evolve and so will this one. All right, I'm still watching the movie of the day, but I got Coca running on set. MLB is announcing immediately interim support for minor league players. Okay. We talked about that on Nothing Personal. I think that MLB secretly, and I want to say this to all the CBS bosses who pulled the plug in the middle of this show and then put it back on. We're back, Manny. We're back. Manny's the greatest. He's been here. He helps us out. He won the office weight loss challenge. Because he's more disciplined than anyone in this office, Manny is. So we talked about minor leaguers and we talked about MLB and they should be doing more. And then they announced $30 million, which was tremendous, $1 million per club. They're now live announcing right now that they are engaged in discussions with stakeholders to identify ways to help minor leaguers. So they're announcing a league-wide initiative to create a level of uniform compensation for minor league players covering the period between now and the original start of the minor league season. 
They're going to work with 30 clubs to identify additional ways to support all of these 2020 players who are impacted. 2020 Guys, hold on. Is this the whole announcement, Coca? Is this it? Coca. This is the whole announcement? Each player will receive a lump sum equal to the allowance that would have been paid through April 8th. The exceptions to this plan are non-40-man roster players already receiving major league allowances or players who are currently receiving housing, food, or other services from clubs. All right, let me explain what this really means. So there's something called minor league spring training and major league spring training. If you do not get an invite to major league spring training, you go and you show up to your minor league spring training, which is like a regular spring training, but for the young players, and they get paid a per diem, but they don't start getting paid their five or $600 a month up to maybe 10000 a month at AAA, sometimes 20000 a month for the better AAA players. They don't start getting that paid until the minor league season starts, which is around when the major league season starts in April. So what MLB has decided to do is that they're going to give each minor league player what they would have been paid, which is their per diem. So this is not paying them their salary. The per diem we give to minor leaguers is a pittance. And I'm not saying that MLB is not doing enough here because it's an impossible situation. It's impossible for every industry to keep paying all of its workers when the work is not being done and the revenue is not coming in. Restaurants are laying people off. Companies have started layoffs. I get that. I don't expect MLB to pay every minor leaguer. The minor leaguers will have to start getting other jobs. That's the reality, which is why when minor league spring training starts up again, it will have to be a full spring training. This is the reality of the world in which we now find ourselves. What we're doing by giving them their per diem, but the facilities are closed, the gyms are closed, they have no ability at all to keep themselves in game shape because they don't have home pitching rubbers, they don't have home batting cages, These are kids who are making no money at all. They're living, they're quarantined with five of their friends or maybe back with their parents or siblings. So giving them their allowance through April 8th is actually a very nice gesture, but April 8th is practically tomorrow. So what I like about this announcement that MLB did is they said, this is what we're doing now and we are taking this seriously and we're gonna keep working to figure out what we can do going forward. Not making a promise. And all I've ever asked from MLB is don't make any promises you can't keep. If minor leaguers are going to be let go, and that's the reality of it. If minor leaguers are going to have to get other jobs, that's the reality of it. Let's at least give them enough notice with what they're going to have to do in order to continue to support themselves and, in some cases, their families. So I'm still watching a movie every day, and I watched a real doozy. Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell is about the bombings. Do you remember what a big story that was in 1996? That is 24 years ago during the Olympics. There was a gathering at Centennial Park and a bomb went off and Richard Jewell was a security guard, a little quirky, a little off. He was a security guard who found a backpack that had not been identified, called it in, And it turned out it was a bomb. And then the FBI, in some fit of incompetence, actually had Richard Jewell as a person of interest in the bombing, 
and then leak that information. In the movie, it's John Hamm leaking to Olivia Wilde when Olivia Wilde says, hey, if you tell me this, we will have sex. She touches him in a place that was awesome for John Hamm and says, hey, who's a person of interest? He whispers in a fit of insanity, it's Richard Jewell. And the Atlanta Journal-Constitution goes with the story. Guess how it ends? Spoiler alert, it wasn't Richard Jewell. Spoiler alert, he sued a lot of people and won a lot of money. Tripper, triple spoiler alert, he's dead. I would watch Richard Jewell. It was directed by Clint Eastwood. And I would watch it with an eye toward how scary our legal system can be, where if you're accused by the federal government, you've got to find a lawyer, pay for a lawyer. And if you're innocent, it's almost like you are innocent until proven guilty. Wait, that's how it's supposed to be. It's not that way. It's guilty till you're proven innocent. That is the exact opposite of our Constitution. It's supposed to be innocent till proven guilty. Well, Richard Jewell was deemed guilty immediately by real members of the media. Katie Couric, Tom Brokaw. He was on every channel, a hero and then not a hero. It's a complicated, interesting story. It's a movie worth watching, especially if you're quarantined. Kathy Bates was nominated for an Academy Award Supporting Actress. She plays the mother of Richard Jewell. She has that supporting actress moment. Do you remember Judy Dench in Shakespeare in Love when she won the supporting actress? She had that moment where you said, wow, she's going to be nominated and she probably will win. Well, that moment is in this movie when Kathy Bates takes the microphone and appeals to the people and to the media to stop accusing my son who's innocent of this crime. It's a moment that hurt me. Richard Jewell, check it out. It's worth it. Time for the ML Beard update. What are we doing here? Well, on Monday, we decided as a show, nothing personal, we were not going to shave until regular season MLB started. Opening day is the day we'll shave. Excuse me. That was a cough because I don't know how to breathe when I'm doing a show, not a cough because there's a chance I've got 19. The only 19 I hope I have is Product 19, and I don't even have that anymore because they stopped making it. I loved Product 19. It's a cereal, by the way. It's a good cereal. It's not as dry as Total, and it's not as awesome as Frosted Flakes. It's right in the middle. It was so good for me. I would eat it before races, before exams. I would just have it dry, sometimes with fruit. My grandpa's special. You put fruit and milk and product 19. They stopped making it. I was despondent. I actually went on Amazon. This is a true story. I'm such a product 19 addict that there was a woman in Illinois who had secreted away several cartons and cases and pallets of product 19. I contacted her offline. I bought the entire stash from her at five times her asking price on eBay or Amazon. She sent it all to me. We stayed in touch. She had never been to a Cubs game, and the Cubs were her favorite team. Not only did I pay her five times for the product 19, but then 
I gave her tickets, free tickets to go see the Cubs play the first time she had ever seen her team play because she never could afford it. By the way, with the profit she got from the pallet of Product 19, she could have bought a ticket, but I was so thankful to her. So I had a Product 19 for years past when I could have, and it really was sad when I had my last box because there's no replacing it ever. There is no Product 19. Is it really for 380 on eBay, Coke is telling me? It's a sealed Product 19 for 380 on eBay? If you can confirm to me right now that there is somebody selling Product 19 on eBay, I am 100% in because my addiction's passed. I moved on to Cheerios and Special K, not the sort of special Special K with fruit, the original Special K. Anyway, we're growing beards, we're giving money away. $1,000 a day to anybody. No, not anybody, that's the government. $1,000 a day to every Major League Baseball team for the next 30 days. And after that, $1,000 a day for the next 70 days to local South Florida charities. Nothing personal has committed to giving $100,000 back to help people in need. And there are plenty of people in need. If you want to help, go to your favorite team's website. Give money to a team's foundation, whoever your favorite team is, even if it's the Marlins. Believe me, the Marlins are going to get a day. I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to give $1,000 because I started and worked that foundation. And boy, did we do a lot of good. A lot of good. But the reality is the foundations are the way to get money back into the community where it can make a difference. Today's team in alphabetical order is the Boston Red Sox. And we have agreed to give $1,000 to help defray the loss of Mookie Betts. We are giving $1,000 to help the payroll of the Boston Red Sox. Nah, I'm just kidding. We're giving $1,000 to their foundation. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They traded Mookie Betts and David Price. It was the exact right move. You're all complaining that your best free agent signing of the offseason was Martin Perez or Colin McHugh. You're angry that the Red Sox spent $19.75 million. The best player they got back was Jeter Downs. You're angry that the Red Sox didn't keep Mookie Betts because all it was was luxury tax? Save it. Save it for someone who cares. It's not me. You've got rings for every finger but the thumb on your left hand since 2004. Every finger but the thumb and you're complaining that your owner didn't want to pay the most unbelievable tax? It is so... What is the word? Oh, my God, I'm having a moment. I'm having a senior moment. When a tax becomes, it multiplies when you violate it one year, a second year, a third year. It's not a, it is a repeater tax, but what's the word? It's like a penalty you pay. Listen, everyone's focused. Everyone's shaking their heads. Hassle, what's the word? When you pay a tax so many times and the more you pay, the worse it is. It's, it's, it's like a, not a penultimate, oh, for Christ's sake. I can't think of it either. Don't be sorry. In any case, it is so bad, like usurious, but that's not the word. The Red Sox said we're trading bets. J.D. Martinez picked up his option because no one was going to match his contract. You were happy when you signed J.D. Martinez. And by the way, trading Mookie Betts was the smartest move the Red Sox could do because they already had rings. And the odds of them beating the Yankees over a full 162 de minimis. They're not even as good as the Rays. David Price, 
Yeah, you're paying $16 million for him not to pitch for you. That's a good move. He's not worth the $32 million you were going to have to pay him. I don't begrudge the Red Sox for any move that they made at all. It makes sense to me. The Boston Red Sox. It's going to be tough for them. The best thing that could happen, of course, is if by chance they have a shortened season, that actually gives them an opportunity maybe to level the playing field with the Yankees. But on the other side, the Yankees are going to be back from all their injuries. Stanton, Judge, even Paxton, they'll be back and ready to go, assuming they make it through the next spring training healthy. It's, it's a fascinating situation right now, and it just shows that the Red Sox were ahead of the curve. They were smart. They overspent when they were ready to win, and now they're trying to get back below, reset the luxury tax when they know the likelihood is less and less. ML Beard Challenge. Please consider giving anything you can to team foundations today. The Boston Red Sox. Tomorrow. Wait to see. So my wait to see... It's, I'm going to keep going with wait to seize, and I want to tell you what I did, and this is an interesting one. You know all these computers that do simulations, so the MLB season has been played already 20,000 times, and I can tell you that 97% of the time, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the National League West. Well, I have done, because today was supposed to be the first day of the NCAA tournament. So today, and over the past few days, I have done not one, not two, but three simulations, all done in my brain, looking at the 64 teams in the NCAA tournament who I thought would get bids. And every simulation ended the same. Congratulations to the Yale Bulldogs. You are the 2020 NCAA champions. You can't believe it, right? How is it possible that you made it through first round, round of 32, sweet 18, 16, big eight, round of eight, elite eight, final four, championship game. They took the court. They're playing against Mike Krzyzewski and Duke. They were the finalists in my simulation because that's the, I love that I can pronounce his name. So, so many people can't. So I like just saying it when I can to show you that I'm deep inside the sports world. Mike Krzyzewski goes against the Yale Bulldogs. First NCAA final game. God knows how long. The tip, final score of the final game in all three simulations was 57-51 to Yale. Congratulations, Yale. I couldn't be more proud. I can picture the president of Yale, Peter Salovey. He's in the winning room, locker room, celebrating from potentially six feet away. He gets a phone call. Not from the head of Duke or the chairman or president or provost. He gets a phone call from the president of the United States congratulating him. He says to the president, yes, we won. And remember, at all times, at Yale and everywhere else, it's always for us been about business. It's nothing personal. 